0: Ho, ho, ho. Oh, Yay. you guys look so pretty. How are you? Hi. To miss you. I'm oh, good. Hey, you my love. Great. Oh, okay. I feel so welcome.
1: Uh, I'm
0: just
2: gonna borrow some in Oh, nice shoes, Weezy. Oh
1: my God. I love them. Hold on a second. You're telling me that you wearing those shoes, what what is the designer? What?
0: I'll take oh yeah, okay.
1: If you get to wear them for free, have them. Yeah. But you have to just promo them.
0: And mind you, five is, times. This is like I was like thinking I'd sign a contract or anything. They're like, no, this is just a relationship. Wow. I was like, well what if I don't do it?
1: They're like, then we'll
0: never work with you again. Wow. Oh, here, here. oh wow. I handle their life so much. I'm thinking
1: about wearing it for my live show,
0: Okay!
2: let me see! Maybe it does as good,
0: I don't know. Wait, you're on camera, by the way. Oh, right now? Yeah. Oh, well, then let's stop. No, no, no. No,
1: no, 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 Why don't you be casual like this. No, 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 we... No! Let's do the show! We... Okay, you... This is part of the show This is a part of our show. Clara and I are on another level. Like, we're doing different things, honey.
0: Wait, a part yeah. of your show
1: is getting dressed. No, part of the show is just starting. I don't want to be talk showy because I fucking hate that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, which by the way, do you know when the last episode of Bible Stories is? August twenty twenty three. By my calculations. Cool.
0: Ah, okay. No, no, no. By the story. Okay. Oh, then and you'll do Then you'll, you'll just redo some stuff.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Oh shit, my braid!
0: <laughs> I looked at your braid. Oh, now. I
1: thought you were doing one on purpose. No. <laughs> I, I would do something like that, but no, not Damn this it. time. I
0: wanted to do the bun. Hold on, let me try to put it to the Wait back. wait wait oh, no wait, this looks really good too.
1: Why don't you wear the hat for part of the episode? And then take it off.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. On those you don't want to. If I'll you do don't want to
0: whatever you want. I I agree though, it looks very, very good. I'm gonna take it off and say that I'm Jewish.
1: Yeah. Yes, please do that. <laughs> please.
0: Wait, I have to. Oh, I have to tell you something so funny about me being Jewish when we start. No, we're starting. What is it? it? It's on. Like it's yeah, nice, like, talk talk um, to me. So Vinny and I are in the car, right? And we have been talking about this laugh we've had for so long. And I'm like, I can't remember what I said, but we laughed for like ten minutes. You know when you have one of those laughs that don't stop? Yeah, those are good. So he said something like, "Oh, is that pork or whatever?" He said, and I was like, first of all, I'm Jewish. I don't eat pork." And and he goes, you're Jewish, Weezy? Suddenly you're Jewish again? What day of Hanukkah is it? And I didn't even know it was fucking Hanukkah. Oh, my god, Dude, I was so embarrassed. Weezy.
1: Weezy, you know what's so nutty about all of this Hmm. is that you're not even just, like, Oh, I'm Jewish, like, mm, I'm Jewish by culture. I'm Jewish. No, your father is legit Israeli Jewish, Jewish has an accent. Jewish. Your name, your name and your surname are the two most Jewish Dude. dudes
0: I've ever heard of When life. I make jokes about being, like, um, poor or or um, picky because I'm Jewish, people look at me and I realize, like, oh, I don't look Jewy. So I have to explain <laughs> myself. Oh, no, I'm half. Here, let me try to play a voicemail so you can hear my dad's voice. Bubala. Thanks a lot. Uh, love you. Turn up the volume. Up. Dad, <laughs> you don't have to call me. I
2: love you very much and thanks a lot. Good to see you always.
0: <laughs> Good to see you always. Love you, Dad. No, you
1: know. Wait, um, Wheezy. You know what I've noticed about you? Because you are rich for sure. But <laughs> you just want you shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah,
0: I did. Oh, you shouldn't have. No,
1: no, but you are. But what I'm saying is, but for a rich person, you're pretty cheap.
0: Not oh my cheap, god, yeah. But you're very like Hold on, on top we can't of talk money. about my Jewish roots and I wear that hat. Okay, okay. Take the hat off. My father that off. wouldn't like that. But take it. No, we don't do Santa. No Santa. But we do sex show sex show is very good for yes, my daughter because my daughter she is a dr ruth she makes so much money she talk about this sex you know my dad told me a few times too, oh it looks beautiful yes i don't know what you like you like the women you like you don't know what you like oh because you're bisexual Hmm. he didn't really get it until my aunt's funeral it wasn't really a funeral what do you call it when you just eat around each other celebration okay so anyway, whatever it was, <laughs> rest in peace. She didn't want one. Um, plus she was cremated. So it was kind of like, eh, whatever. But my aunt was oh. super cheap too. So she was like, don't do anything. Don't get me a real, just put me in a box. They're going to charge you a bunch of money for the casket. Just do a regular She box. said this before she died. Yeah, she was in hospice. So um, anyway, we're at the funeral and my ex comes, scissors, and my dad's like, Scissors is a woman, for those of you who don't know. That's right. Sorry. I call her Scissors because of her identity. And uh, (laughs) I can't let her know. can't let the people know. (laughs) This is a Christian joke! Anyways, (laughs) I didn't say I used to eat her (laughs) See, Doesn't God love the gays? Mm. Don't do this! (laughs) (laughs) This is not my demographic.
1: God is watching way Wait, hold on! (laughs) This is your demo, because you're producing this show. Oh my God, let's get started. I mean, okay. Wait, we're starting the show now. You know what I was thinking about the other day. O- look at day the day. Bible in the back.
0: Look at the decor.
1: Clara's killing it. She's a great team here. Man, we just, I just got a writer to help me write the show. Congrats! I needed it. I was losing my mind. We're about to start the website
0: launch. Are they next a Jesus week. freak too?
1: Um, would you consider me a Jesus freak? And yeah. She's very familiar with the Bible. Yes. I would never want it any other way.
0: But Jesus freak to
1: me. Yeah. What does Jesus freak mean? Because
0: I, I, mean, I say Jesus freak when like if I bring something up, someone will randomly bring up Jesus. I'm like, when did he come into play? He always comes into play. That's my point. Yeah. That's a Jesus freak.
2: For uh, okay. example,
0: my two religious friends that like I think that like worship the most are you and mm-hmm. and I never talk about them. At least to me, maybe because he knows I'm not his demographic for a Jesus talk. Mm-mm. But you don't care. That's I, a Jesus freak. Uh,
1: it's not that I don't care. It's who I am. No, no, no I'm am. saying you don't oh, care no, no, I know.
0: about um, if they're, if they're uh, someone that wants to receive it or not. This is what you're going to talk
1: yeah, about. Yeah, and of course, I'm not, but I, I don't do it. I read the room. A, you're my friend. So I recognize my friend is someone who accepts me for everything I am. True. And that the way I communicate is like I need Bible scriptures to help make push a, a, a point across, or like to help me synthesize information with my friends. I have sometimes I now use the Bible to empathize, sometimes to understand.
0: Do you hear I uh, know, that, no, that no, alarm? Everybody, that's Jesus coming. Jesus is coming to. It's uh, Christmas, doesn't to he come <laughs> in Christmas? <laughs> yes, Easter is his birthday. No. Um, I, Jesus is risen on Easter. Okay, Wheezy. Oh.
1: I would not speak this way if I were in a mixed company. I maybe wouldn't use that much vigor in my voice when I'm talking about the Bible. I would maybe have a little more of a universal appeal to me Just, just because I... Have a responsibility to bring people to the show and I don't want to dissuade. I've already done so I've already done such a terrible job, like on poor minds. I mean, by terrible, I mean subpar for what the Lord. No, 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 no. And even on Rory and Mall. Sometimes I'm like, okay, Brie, I'm getting better. Um, I need to be slow to speak, quick to listen. Sometimes all I need to do is tell my testimony, and God will do the rest. I don't need to be overzealous. It turns people off. And that's something that I have to be mindful of. Mm. So you bring it up. I'm trying to find a good balance. I also have 25 years of atheism
0: and like, God forgive me, but like doing the opposite of what I do now. Which is kind of so, wild considering you don't even give off atheist girl vibes. I wonder if I would have even was. liked you
1: then. Do you know what happened with this Santa girl outfit that I'm wearing? Tell us. Can I? T- Hi, Tangie. Wheezy. I've had, th- I bought this thing, fits me kind of snug too, cause I was super, super skinny when I bought it. Uh, 2016 was when I first bought it. I kept it because I love the outfit, whatever. But here's the thing. When I wore it, I was bartending in freaking New York City. I didn't wear anything under, but like lo- dance
0: lollies and a bra under. I don't I, even know what a dance lolly is. Um,
1: uh, dancers, I don't know. Uh, like. What you've got on now? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I go to the bathroom to change. Clara's here setting up. I go there. Wheezy? My tetas are out. Every- I'm like, oh my God, who am I? It was like, I could smell the beer off of this outfit. Santa my Santa Baby, Yes. Thank God I had a change of clothes in here. I put a turtleneck on and felt more. Oh, you were going to wear it without? Yes. The only reason why I ha- Claire and I have oh, to Oh, I can't even skip- imagine
0: you wearing that without.
1: Honey, I had to bartend I with this I even out. not
0: do that without. Well, yeah, I would. A bartending? lick your teeth. Bartending? It's giving Santa slut. You look like a ho-ho-ho. Out of the two of us, let's just say, what? is this out of anyone to look like a whore today? <laughs> what was her name again? Who was the hoe? Mary Magdalene you're no, talking about. No, 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 no. There was another one. I thought she was the virgin. Rahab, the prostitute. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but
1: she, she's reformed. She was restored. Okay, everyone has a past anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I can
0: we'll remove it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what did you What did you think about the Rory and Molly pairing? I thought you did a good job. Honestly, I was so confused. I spoke to someone that said you did great, and I spoke to someone that said you didn't do well, and I was like, I won't tell you who either of those people were. And I was like, Wait, can you, you don't, tell me who? No, I tell won't. Me who. I won't. I'll we'll bleep it. No, who said, wait. Who said I'll, I'll never tell you? I know them. Yeah, but not like intimately. Like it wasn't like an Alex or something. Who was it? <laughs>
1: I know you want to know. It's going to be at the back of my head. You, I'll I bleep know. it. I'll bleep it for them. But I can't the tell you. Why? Because you have to understand. You've already opened. I'll think about it. You've already. I'm going to ask you again later on in the episode. I must know. Because now in the back of my mind, I'm like, like I only I care so much about being liked. That if people don't like me, I want to, I want them to like me and it tastes, it tastes good to me. It feels uh, okay. good. Okay, The person,
0: me. it's not like you even talk to them often, like you, they Same. wouldn't even be someone on your mind. However, I asked them, I said, why do you think that she didn't do well? And they said, because she didn't fit, right? She just clearly didn't fit. Mm. And I was like, you know, it's interesting you say that because I think that's what made her episode so good. Like I've been watching Rory and Maul not as long as everyone else. I've been around seven or eight years. Maybe I'd say probably four or five. Mm -hmm. But like I wouldn't expect them to sit with someone like you either if I was the viewer. I think I'm just a person that like enjoys conversation with people that don't fit together. Like I like talking to virgins or, you know what I mean, people Mm -hmm. that aren't as sexually uh, explicit as I am. That's why you and I get along, right? We bounce off each other well. So because of that alone, I enjoyed it. Um, And I think like Rory told you, he said something about like when people the have split, strong opinions. Split split audience
1: is actually the best thing. The algorithm doesn't know negative. The algorithm actually knows positive. And if you see the comments, I haven't read them at all, at all, per your advice, per other people's advice, don't read. But I'm at it, the conversation is 1.6, that 1,600 comments in that YouTube video. It's at 106,000 views right now. I had no clout. My star meter is pretty low in the pod realm, so... My, I did that on purpose too. Like Clara said the same thing. She, Clara knows me so well. She literally is like, she, I'm in a relationship with her. She knows me so well. And in the car she went, yeah, but you know what you were, you did that. You knew what you were going to get when you did that. And I did. Oh yeah, for sure. I like, agree. Yeah. Podcasters know that there's a strategy. Like I, 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 at the, at the risk of coming off unlikable to some, I'm gaining more traction for me, for the algorithm because I know I need it.
0: It's so funny you're saying this because I'm trying my best not to think of a certain situation. But I will say this much. You haven't been podcasting as long as some, and you know how to do that. It always is so jarring to me when people can go on another podcast and be confused about what they're doing if they've been in the game so long. Like You can go on your own show and get loose and say what you want, but like I do get surprised when watching interviews where I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Like when when you go somewhere else, you need to show what your show is going to be like. My best appearance ever on podcasting was Brilliant Idiots. And that was because Wheezy was who she is on Horrible and Mandy was who she is on Horrible. And we were exactly what you're gonna get. That was the most horrible decisions-esque um interview. And we don't do many interviews together, we do them separately. Um but because of that, we were able to have so much retention from another podcast. I thought you were very Bible stories with Brianna. Like, to me, when I watched it, right? Yeah, you got to talk about your sexuality more, so it was a little in-depth, more of an in-depth view. But, like, I didn't, like, think that person was, you know, in poor taste at all of what we show and is. And can I be honest with you?
1: My patrons, they all were like, this was a step up from the last thing, so we'll take it. This is great. Because half of them were like, you were being yourself. Yeah. Like...
0: Um, you seem very like organic and relaxed. It was a really nervous. It was a really, which is crazy considering, and I love Lexandrea, but I'm just saying considering it's a larger show.
1: I was manic during the Atlanta thing.
0: Yeah. Maybe other people are when they go on podcasts too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe because some people just have that personality. But speaking of this, the, I am not trying, I swear I'm a narcissist and I, I, I love to hear great things about myself, but this is not why I'm asking this. I want to know what the characteristics were and if you could be specific about of why you decided to produce my show. I say this because you not only produce the show, but you champion for me and that I don't that's not lost on me and it could be helpful for no, someone. No, I think
0: that's a good question, especially because like. Um, you know, people know we have a working relationship and whatever, ugh, Claire was there now, okay, I <laughs> <Ceroza>. <laughs> but like, um, oh yeah, that's a good question. So for one, as talent myself, I know how much work I've had to do in podcasting and I know, um, how much people don't realize they have to do. For example, a lot of people get jobs in podcasting, whether it be a celebrity or a big name, they don't really have to do much. They can just show up and leave and whatever. Um, and I'm not saying I necessarily engineered my episodes, but when it comes to production, as far as like taking care of my own outlines, things like that, I've had a lot of friends that will sign deals. Um, and it may not even be a friend that you guys are thinking, if, if anybody are listening, just people that will say to me like, well, how much support do you get from black effect? What does Charlemagne do for you? What did loudspeaker do for you? And I'm like, they give me the platform. They put their dollars behind me to do what I already know how to do. And I don't have the fucking time. And we all know it to put a crazy amount of creative effort into someone. I would rather just look at good talent and be able to do what was done for me that's the patience that I have. Also, I don't need anyone who's needy. I want someone that can lean on me. I feel like I should be the liaison for things. I should be helping someone promote their shit, right? Or helping you get on shows um, and paying for things. That to me is what a good manager will do. The, my favorite thing about my black effect contract, it was, I've seen other contracts that could be like hundreds and hundreds of pages. I think ours was maybe six or eight. Um, and like creative was like one line, like, creative control up to a horrible decision. Really? Yeah, like it was just, you know, th- there's nothing so what were else the I have things, to answer to.
1: What were the things that uh, a talent exhibits that makes someone like you Oh, that's right. That's your question. So yeah.
0: um, I think I saw the same in myself. Like I knew my show was good. You know you're a good talent because necessarily Bible stories with Brianna wasn't an inception an inception yet, right? Mm-hmm. But like essentially what you did on that horrible decisions <laughs> episode by having stories ready or whatever you just know what to do you already know what you're going to talk about you can make it up because it's something you're passionate about so you'll do it all you need is basically the structure behind it studios are expensive whereas i do believe wtf is um especially after what i've spent just doing other studios like affordable like you know, you need a team and, and like, you've already done it before you did super trip. Right. And, and no shade to where we used to record. I recorded there too, but it's like, you need something more elaborate for a show like that. And I know that, and you know that. Mm -hmm. And also, even though I love you, I probably would have done it anyway. Like, and had, if we were just friends, I'd be like, Oh, whatever. Like I'll give you a discount. Right. But I was like, Oh, I'll definitely get my investment worth. And I also want a piece of this. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that, with talent, it's knowing that they want to win too. They're not just kind of like being lazy about it and waiting yes. for something to come to them. And having a agency or manager or someone to help guide you, it's, not, it's a two-way relationship. Because my first mistake with having a manager was like, well, why aren't all these deals coming to me? And they were like, <clears throat> well, what are you doing? Are you posting a lot? Are you making content? Are you giving us a reel to work with? Are you making decks? I don't know how to do that shit. Mm. And it's like, oh, I have to do these things and make these things and help my own brand so that I can put it in your hands to get it out there. Because the number one thing a manager, I think, agency can do is get you in a door that you can't get yourself in, right? That's the biggest part of it. And sometimes you just need that platform, that leverage. Um I feel like I said this to you once before, and people will say that you talk about me too much, and people say I talk about Charlemagne too much, but when you have someone that really helped you um, pursue your dreams, you can't shut the fuck up about them, and I told Charlemagne um, on a call, or maybe we were in person, I was like, I have this girl I'm working with that does this Bible show, and every time I talk to her, every time I'm working with her, I think about you, because she is, to me, what you did for me. Like, I want to make her show blow up. And maybe he doesn't feel like he did anything for Horrible. He feels like we were already great. You're already great. But, like, you know what I mean?
1: There's this book called Getting There mm-hmm. by uh, Gillian Segal, And it is – you guys need to get it if you want. Clara, look here. <laughs> it is – it chronicles the lives of – I think like 50 entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, Warren Buffett. Um, one of the Koch brothers is on there, Jillian Michaels, just like random successful gajillionaires. Okay. And this story, the, the book speaks to their mentors. Really? Yes. Getting, it's a really great book. Um, you mentioned Charlemagne. What is like, What's the number one thing you first of all, you guys have cultivated a relationship. You just went on vacation with him and his closest friends and family, right? Right Major. That's beyond business. You know what I'm saying? That's something that something that you and I would do.: We do our mentorship
0: work right before I got on the plane. It wasn't even like like he's really my family now. Well, the question I have for you is like, what's the best piece
1: of advice that you you see yourself pulling out every, every at least every month that Charlemagne has given you?: Oh.
0: Hmm. wow this is interesting to say um mandy really upsets me a lot Mm -hmm. um i've watched interview that she's done where she doesn't say the nicest thing about me and i feel like i have a little more couth to keep those things to myself or at least say it to a friend and
1: so people when people
0: (laughs) are cut that off claire (laughs) Okay, blur that. <laughs> but, but the rest of the shit you can keep. Okay. So anyway. Minute mark that. Thank um, you. you know, and I, and I think also this is probably something else that's really nice to say about her, that I will. Um, if she considers that to be raw and real, then maybe that's why she speaks that way. Again, like, I'm not going to speak about anyone like that that I'm uh, selling a show to, uh, selling a show with publicly or that I've made so much money with. How could I act like I have no respect for you in that regard? And I have to learn to take these things with a grain of salt. Um, And when those things happen, I've called Charlemagne. And I'm like, I'm done with this bitch, you know? And the reason I call him is because he needs to get ready to hear that because he's the one who's making money on our show. We're one of the biggest shows on the BlackFan Network. So could you explain what he says to me? Okay something that I think a great mentor should do. He humbles me and he says, look, you can do whatever you want to do, but horrible decisions is horrible decisions because of the two of you and you have to make it work. You have to let these things go and you have to, you know, be honest about how you're feeling. He never says anything that's super team wheezy. He makes sure to look at it very diplomatically and humble me. And I think, I've had one or two conversations with you where we've been like that, where I'm like, Brianda, like, you know, I have to humble you too. And there's two things about that. Not that you aren't great or not that I am not great. It is more so about keeping that person in check for where they are today. Right? Like, Could you elaborate or say that in a different way? I know I'm going to be someone that'll be a millionaire. And in my life, horrible decisions won't be the biggest thing I do. You're not a millionaire yet? I've made that. But millionaire to me is making it um, past a certain mark and consistently making it. To me, that's millionaire shit. I don't know why my dream just popped. I had a dream of you like Wheezy, the millionaireess, (laughs) Like in a giant fur. I've actually had to work very hard to make a million dollars and it had to like come collectively from everything. (laughs) To me, millionaire is when one thing brings you a million dollars and it don't. Okay, okay,
1: keep going. I'm sorry I cut you off. No, 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 it's okay.
0: back. So,
1: Charlemagne, uh, we're, I've humbled you. Uh, we've humbled you. Uh,
0: <laughs> Maria, Marie. Maria, no Marie. No, no, Fucking ADD. No. Damn, it's you're okay, going to have to let bleep, it go. Bleep a lot.
1: No, 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 we don't. Let it go. It doesn't matter. Wait. Listen,
0: what I'll tell you. Oh, 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 got it, got okay. it. So, whatever. <laughs> Millionaire, horrible decisions. Won't be the biggest thing i do in my lifetime. I'll do something greater. But... Today, it is the biggest thing I do. That's why I have to humble myself. Because the biggest thing that I do is shared with this other person. I know that. Maybe she doesn't. But that's why I treat her as such. You know, I'm not going to go on and talk about how lit, horrible decision is and how much money it makes me and how my life has changed and then be like, "Well, oh, fuck that bitch. I, I, mm. I can't do that. And it's not because... I'm sitting here in front of people publicly, it's because I genuinely, can't in my right mind, treat somebody that way when my life has changed because of horrible. I'm doing For such sure. amazing shit. TV show, right? We're in a studio I own with one of my best friends because I did that show. So I really can never. And when those moments happen and I get upset and I want to leave it mm-hmm. all, He humbles me. And I think I've had some conversations with you where you know the talent that you are. So you'll like speak like you don't need a certain person or this or that, a particular podcast. I was like, Brianda, you are that great, but this many people didn't see or know it yet. So you can't shut the door on something until it's, does that make sense?
1: Yes. You know what I was thinking? Uh, Oh gosh, I'm so happy we're we're on a funnel right now. And it was after coming off of Rory and Mall. you guys didn't hear about 30 to 40 minutes of the conversation. They were actually my favorite parts they took out. But it doesn't matter because I felt them, I experienced them, and now I developed a really cool relationship with them. Um, but we, something came up about changing in order to succeed. And Maul made, made this point where it was like, no, you don't have to change you. You need to like believe in you to succeed. And it really made me think, because for so long I thought the formula was, I need to tick off all. I need to be the uh, the best speaker. I need to be um, uh, well dressed, this polished version of something in order to in order to gain wide reach, which is what I ultimately want. Like ultimately, I want the world, and I'm I'm sure you do too. It's there's something in us, people like us, that. You know, maybe,
0: and maybe well, that's the other thing. Maybe I saw something in you that reminded me of me. You freaking narcissist. <laughs> I do. <I'm> like, <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> But listen, but hey, th- some people want to become parents because they want their mini thems walking around the world. You know, that's legacy. That's legacy. But, um, I guess I, I wanted to say, uh, the point that we hit, the conclusion we came to was, Oh, instead of harping on what I need to change in order to, Meet the masses. I can just be here, who I am. Be the, which, of course, every day trying to be the best I can be. And blah, 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 obviously, mm-hmm. assess, assess, recalibrate, trial hour. Do the do what you got to do. But if I go on Tiger Belly tomorrow, Bible stories automatically gets to thirty thousand subscribers. 40, I don't even know what Tiger Belly. Is. It's my favorite podcast in the world. But what I'm saying is the, the point is. I just don't have the eyes on me yet. I don't really have to to change me. You know what I mean? For so long, I thought I had to change in order to be there, and I don't. And that was really dope, That Ma, a point that Maul brought. Shout out to Maul. What a
0: wise guy he is. I have it, something that just popped in my mind. ADD. Okay, what? Ooh, look at this fucking ADD show. Hi, <laughs> Uh, When it comes to thinking about you. So... We're not talking about me, Weezy. We're yes, back we to, are. People are literally going to think that I'm interviewing myself again. No, they're not. You and I, am I on this show because we work together? I think people are interested in that relationship. Okay, what? Go. And it's also some gems. So um, I work for a man named Kenya Barris, who um, is an amazing director. And most people know him for Girls Trip, Girlfriend. Black-ish. Blackish. Sorry. Blackish. Which, um, Black AF is, on Netflix. Black AF on Netflix. There, there you get to see him. Um, anyway he calls me one day and I was like, dude, no, I called him. I was like, can you get my Instagram back? And I never call him. He was like, Wheezy, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Why is your Instagram gone? Like, does someone not like you? And he's like, I feel like you're so likable, man. And he says, and you know what? He's like, you're going to get everything you want. You're going to be great. You're going to do so much big shit. And he's like, he said something about my TV show. And he goes, I know you want to do that, but I mean, you'll, you'll do it. You'll do whatever TV show you want. But, the money is in producing, and once you understand that, then you'll be making the millions that you want. Because that's—I I don't even know what million I'm talking mm-hmm. about, right? When I was younger, I used to say I want six figures. Now I'm like, that's too low. I need more than that, right? And then you just said I, you're not a millionaire, and I'm like, well, I made it, but it ain't enough millions, For right? Sure. I get what you mean. So really, um, in that conversation, I brought you up. I was like, you know, when that hit me when I met Brianda, because no offense producing is so much less effort you just really need the base the money you need money to produce something right you need to have money and connections to produce and once I can do that I can like get a little bit of the feel for the talent I loved sitting where Clara was sitting because it's like I could talk when I want for a little bit but not too much because I do it enough and Mm -hmm. I was like that is really where the big bucks are smart people fucking know that Can I let
1: the Bible Babes know for those of you who don't know or who have never been to a Horrible Decisions live show? It's a madhouse, a zoo. Pre pandemic, when I went to the Boston show, you were see, I mean, people were treating you like a rock star. I've said this to you after your LA show, you got 500 seater.
0: uh, People in LA, it's so
1: funny. Sold out. Kiki Palmer was at your show, the Kiki Kiki Palmer was at your show, the internet darling. Like, do you realize that, oh, not even you, the internet is so cool. These internet personalities are kicking it in with these live shows. It's funny you say that
0: because I think Kiki didn't even realize, like, I've known Kiki for like almost two years now and, you know, she said like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like, I was never ready to see something like this when she was at the show. And I was like, we have no idea what the what the hell a live show is. When someone says a podcast live show, they don't get it. And I don't even think I'm like, I'm not stand-upy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's more improv slash like informational. I don't know what a variety
1: hour. I can't even tell you what variety it is. But good. coming from the TV film side of things, the the seeing the the you know spike in podcasting, podcast live shows and seeing how much money is in it. Let me tell you something. A lot of people are
0: not privy to people have what no the internet is doing right now. idea how much you make from a live That's show. That's what I'm saying. And I, I, I want to just, not to give you a range. Give it to them.
1: How many zeros for one show? LA, how much money did you make?
0: LA was our lowest because of the theater cost. Um, um, Regal? Where? Tens of t- Tens of thousands. 10,000 Mandy and I used to make when we were doing our own live shows on tour together, like having to fund our own. Um, and even at one point, her and I were able to make 20 because of the, the, what we were selling. Like, So I would just say that. And that, you also sell merch there too. Right. Um, but it's way higher than you think. And another thing you need to understand too, anyone who's listening, when a venue pays for you, quote unquote, whereas Mandy and I used to rent the theater out, by the way, which we made great margins on, I think I remember Gotham. Podcast no, 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 no. Sorry, Podcast. no, no, no. Uh, the comedy club, or maybe it was Caroline's. The venue cost us seven thousand. Ticket sales maybe were like eighteen things like that. Right, like we were like trying to figure it out. But now that we could see more, we can make more. But the other reason that these venues pay so much is because if they know you'll sell out five hundred people, the, that's not just not just the ticket. Because t- technically, we'll almost take the ticket money. It's like they make bar money. They're making so much money on that bar. I mean, because who's not watching a show about... I, are you bleeping every word out, Claire? Because I'm going to give you as least edits as I can. We get not, girl, stop it. We're good. Go. Sucking shows and not want to get a drink. Like, you need to get fucked up to hear this shit. So, anyway, I sell that to say, you have no idea. Like, when people are talking about how you can branch out a brand, that's why... You know, I got so upset. And I spoke to you about that monetization comment.
1: What was the monetization comment?
0: Um, when I watched Mandy go on a show and say that horrible decisions, mm. you know, is not monetizable and whatever. And I'm just like, and literally the week before, and I tweeted about it, Charlemagne said to me, we talked about ad money on Black Effect. I was like, you know, we can't get ads. And like that part is frustrating. Can you let the listeners know what Black Effect is? Sure. So Black like Effect it. is a podcast network under the iHeartMedia umbrella and Charlemagne, the god, um, uh, owns it. It's his, it's his, uh, branch or subsidy. And they provide Horrible with salary plus ad compensation, um, uh, marketing dollars, other business opportunities. Um, that's really what a network can do for you, right? Um, kind of like the same with you. Like, you know, they'll pay for things up front and get recouped. So because I have the studio, we don't do a recoup. We just pay for our own production, obviously. But it's kind of like the same. That's what a network does for you. And, you know, promises to help you build numbers. So anyway, um, and we, her and I have had this conversation before. To her point, which she's right, we've talked about that. But I would never speak about horrible decisions like it's not a money maker. Is sex? And he, you know, oh, so the brand. Yes. So we, the conversation we had was, you know, we were talking about if we were happy, and I was like, yeah, I was like you know, the ad thing kind of sucks, but and he goes, wheezy, I've been talking about give you, giving you guys a book deal. This is not about ad dollars anymore. He's like, who cares? You're going to make money doing everything else. Your breakfast club appearance is not to get you more ad money. This Mm. is to make your brand make you money. Like, that is monetization. So you want to
1: expand your brand with, like, continuing the relationship with someone you don't see eye to eye with long haul? Or do you expect, you know what I mean? So, like, I
0: see expansion. You would do that? Um. I think that it's not whether I want to do it with her, whether... You're talking about the brand, the entity lives, the, has a heartbeat on its own. Right. Horrible decisions as Mandy and Wheezy is what's profitable, right? Like mm. that brand itself, it has nothing to do with my relationship with her mm. because of the, what people want from that, right? So like, yeah, I could say I don't want to do this with Mandy anymore, but then the product changes don't get me wrong, maybe it could grow and be as large as uh, call her daddy without the other person. That could also could happen. Uh, one, one of us could leave. But as I know it and I see it and also since inception, um, and, and to be honest, I have way more, in, in my opinion, um, respect for Mandy than I think Alex does Sophia, which is why I really speak mm. the way I do about Alex, because I, I am disgusted with how you could treat someone after something goes wrong in a business deal, especially with knowing some of the things that Sophia has told me and just hearing through the space that it, they're true, um, you know, n- not even mentioning her in an interview. Like um, when you acknowledge, you know, the people that are in place to get you somewhere, it's very important It she takes nothing from you. Like that is a very important piece.
1: When I see you, I see the Lord oh my god you're gonna hate this i'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry and i noticed that, that came out of nowhere that came out of left field but just hearing you talk like even being around you you know how um you were saying you know you talk a lot about charlotte and i talk a lot about you it feels like a moral obligation to and it. it happens involuntarily like you're even i even see you having s- such um like a profound influence on my life like same with people you. are coming people are coming up to me for asking for advice and stuff and uh uh oh i have to talk to you about being a rock star too. put a pin on that clara rock star um i was watching bad friends which is another bobby lee podcast it's one of my favorites bad oh friends. he was on sex
0: in the city too yeah i know they have this
1: b Mike person that sits on the side it the whole dynamic of the show is very goofy silly i like goofy silly stuff i'm surprised mm. we haven't cracked jokes here right now i like, that's weird. I'm normally, my ADHD makes me go crazy. God's funny. But, um, no, you're, you're just dropping a lot of gems. No, seriously, I'm, I'm really enjoying this time. But I was, this is how much of an influence you have on my life. And I'm sure this is the influence that Charlemagne had on your life and someone on Charlemagne had on his life. And then, and so on and so on and so on. It's God. It, it is God. It's legacy. It's honoring. It's respect. It's paying it forward. It's God. But, um, uh, I was watching Bad Friends and there is this friend of theirs named Doc. He's a comedian. He never made it. And I mean, I mean this, respectfully, these men are professional comics at the top of their league, Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino. And same with actors. Like we work with people who gave up year one, year two, which is not, not a negative way. I think there's a lot of strength in quitting. Seriously, if you got to quit, quit, pivot. You know what I mean? People don't talk about that enough. I'm pivoting right now. (laughs) I'm leaning in on podcasting (laughs) because it's all I have and I don't want a real job. But anyways, I feel you. You know what I mean? Of a real, um, but on the show, that Doc, they brought him on, and he's become a, quickly a fan favorite. So they they've been bringing him on pretty routinely now, like once a month, every once every other week. Um, when I speak out, you guys, I'm looking at Clara by the way, because I want to keep her involved. I love my baby, <laughs> but um, he's amazing. He's so vulnerable, and sometimes he'll say things. Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino are multimillionaires. They're mm-hmm. so rich, and you can see it. You can see the the kind of the gap when they speak, like. I think Doc had roommates at some, he's like 40 something, 50 something, you know, certain, there's certain things that'll he make. And then Bobby cannot hide his face. Bobby will just be like, oh, you know, <laughs> which sucks, but they're, bring, that's why they're bringing him on so he can like, d- um, build get an a, audience, get, sell yeah, out shows in LA boring. or something. But the other day he came on the show and he, he was drunk, but he was hilarious. I, the the most recent episode on Bible, um, on Bad Friends, I'll put, I'll put it here for, if you guys want to watch it. It was hilarious. And in that moment, the first thing I said was Bobby and Andrew would be smart to invest in him. They need to develop a show for him. They need to produce it. They need to make sure that all things are covered for him. They need to do that. The first thing I thought yes. was my brain. That's my what brain, Kevin Hart does. You have such an influence on me that in my head, I'm like, I can spot talent. I can see a heart that'll fight. Like there's something, there's a hunger in in some people, and that's what I would invest in when I'm a producer, because I want to do the same thing you're doing. That's what happens when you pay in forward. That's inspiration. That's creation. That's yeah. God is is doing that that's for other people. That's not God. It's
0: greed sometimes too, but not for me. I not, guess not for me either. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, let me not lie. Let me let me make sure you're not lying to my people. Ooh. It's a little bit of greed for you. It's a little bit. That's all right. But but party, but, but influence. influence. But I'm telling you though, when smart people, successful people, now that I'm hanging around people that have like hundreds right. of millions, you're hanging out with. You know, it's funny. People. I was I was talking to Donna Rollins, and if, I hate to diminish him to just Ashy Larry because he's such a great comedian, but he said to me you know i'm out right now i'm at formula 1 i'm with, i'm hanging with billionaires and i and i joked with him i was like i'm on the right track cuz i'm hanging with 100 millionaires but but i'm about to get right there and we're laughing and he's like yo when i'm hanging around them like i'm like listening what they talking about what they're talking about with money and everything they talk about is um no it's always successful shit bro that is so true when i get on the phone with charlemagne or kenya we got 5 minutes maybe and i only speak about them because they are who i work for and with um, so I, I, t- I have a very close working relationship with them. So we have to talk often. I got five minutes of messy shit before, <laughs> before they're done. Right. Wow. And it's always just like a moment in traffic or something. I'll just have a second. Kenya you, can you be like, you know, we'll start talking about maybe Astroworld or Travis Scott or, you know, Kyrie and the vaccine we'll joke about it. And then he's like, anyway, so uh, I uh, want you to hit up this person and do this you is notice- what we're going to
1: do and blah, blah, blah. You know that you do that, right? No. You know that you do that. Yes, you do. You think? No, no, I know you do that, babe. But I think that's we part. Gossip but I think so much. no, no, we do. But that's oh, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Oh, God. Brianna just told me you can't gossip, and it's part of the Bible. It's not, gossiping is is a uh, oh, simple. and she was
0: talking about you, Clara. She goes. She doesn't gossip. Well, she, uh, Brianna. She mm-hmm. goes. Something we were talking about you, and she's like, oh, I love Clara so much. Oh, but I'll tell you, she just doesn't gossip. <laughs> but that's a good thing. No, that's why. I,
1: no, I'll tell you how it started. I said, Clara is the, is more like Christian yes, that was it. than my Christian, some Christians that I know. You are so moved by your morality, your morals. You're such a great oh, girlfriend. She said, she's, such a, she's so Christian. I'm like... What do you mean? Just because she's got a no, I don't, no, I'm not saying that you can't, you can't live by your morals and not be a Christian. That's not what I'm saying clearly. But what I'm saying is that trait is very rare and it's a product of disciplined spiritual practice. Were which, your parents religious? No. No. Oh. It's just who she is. This girl is like... She doesn't gossip. She doesn't give any... She doesn't... Say any. If it involves anyone else's business, she doesn't talk about it. It's like the most mature, spiritually sound, at and peace thing ever. And the funny part ever. about we that We and I are up. messy.
0: We like we, mess. I remember being in the car and I said to Brianna, I was like, we we could look up some shit on TMZ right now and talk about it for now. It doesn't even have to be someone we know. And we'll do it. Is that like a... <laughs> Is that, a, I was going to say, a Hispanic thing? Is that a
1: black people thing? I of, don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Because my mom's Seventh-day Adventist, and I'll still catch her being like, Oye, ¿tu viste esta muchacha que está preña? Like, she'll just well, be like, I mean, Pregnant?
0: Yeah. Oh. She'll like, oh, we're not embarazada, <laughs> but Dominicans say preña. It's, um, oh, my mom loves yeah. to call me while she's scrolling on Instagram, and she'll start saying something really nice. How are you, honey? Good. Okay, good. Let me tell you, so-and-so's getting big.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> My mom said that to me about my thumbnail. I told you her she put she screenshot a thumbnail to
0: me and she said, Brianda, Nidia says you are getting a little fat to me. I always expect my mom to like say something motherly, speaking of being fat. I tell my mom I'm getting lipo. I thought she was gonna be like, you don't need it. She goes, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And I'm telling you, my Gila, mom would say the same once thing. you do it, ah. Oh. <laughs> <You're going. laughs> Yep. I feel like it's, we have the same mom. It's so
1: fucked up. We have the same mom. We really do, except your mom was way more fabulous, definitely had more oh, money. And she definitely was a, my mom was the bread maker in my family. Oh, my like, mom was the bread housewife. Winner? Bread winner? The yeah, your mom was the housewife. Oh, well, I, I want that life. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I want that. I want to submit. I want I to I be want led. To I want someone to take the reins. I need someone to make the plan and let, and I'll follow. No. You like, know, that's my what I want. Mom, Are you sure
2: though, Brianna, about this? Because what? you like to say this, but you like to be in control. Oh, Clara, 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 what do you mean, Clara? <laughs> Would you like to expound on that, Clara? Yes. You say you like this, but you actually like to be in control. Like, you can let people take over what? as long as it's within your margins.
1: <laughs> okay, but I'm talking about That's a fucking
0: fortune cookie right <laughs> no, there. No, I know. It's, I'm telling you, she really knows me very well. And um, I think that's true.
1: Um, uh, wait, hold on. Hold you know on. You're know what?
0: you very controlling even about what you can. And this is a very yes. good thing about what she can hear about herself. Yeah. You'll Brianna will call me for anyone that's listening or in her Bible babes. She'll call me and tell me exactly what she has the bandwidth to hear. Yeah. Okay. Tell me, just tell me a little bit. I already know about, just tell me this. Yeah. But you know what? I think oh. that's really good. It's a boundary. When you ask for advice, Sometimes you don't know what you're asking for. And even with Brianda and I, you know, um, when I'm asking for advice, sometimes she'll stop herself or I'll stop her. Okay, 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 okay. Like, you know? Yeah. But that's a very good thing. You or, know what you can take. Or, or, or
1: no, or even like when I hear you talk about food and stuff, just to give it a, a different example, a different angle. Yes. But like when you talk about calories and stuff, I am recovering like I eating listen. disorder. I'll have to tell you because we're friends, I have to say, hey, by the way, No talk about calorie counting, no talk that like literally is triggering. Nothing else for me is triggering other than food, body stuff. I think that's something that I learned. It's a tool that I learned in therapy when I was trying to be like a good girlfriend to my ex-boyfriend. I was trying to figure out a way to best communicate and best receive uh, criticism or even just receive the likeness of someone else without it having to completely do a number on me or leave me impaled because I won't tell them that I'm hurt. What'll happen is I'll stow it away. But the more you keep stowing away things that you keep like, oh, like stomaching like that, it's gonna come out some one way or another. So these yeah. these tools, these boundaries that I implement for myself, it is a little controlling
0: for me. My sister hates it when I do no, it. No, but you need but people I need that can do it.
1: Otherwise, I go off
0: the rails. You need to know what, what you can take because some people are like, give it all to me. I'm an open, like you know, like I'm, I'm a sponge. I can I can handle it. Yeah. Like, no, 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 dude. I've had to cut myself off of. I was obsessed with knowing what people were thinking about me that I couldn't see on Instagram, right? Whether it be a Reddit or a Lipstick Alley. I needed to know, you know? And I and I, I, like, I really had to wean myself off of of just knowing. Now it's easier because I really believe that after so long of doing this show, I'll, I'll always hear the same thing. I talk over people too much. I'm a pretentious bitch and... Couldn't be farther from me Or series? too emotional or... Or a whore. Like, I, I know the things I've seen, right? And I, and I can handle that. Like, I know that there's people out there that think that and it's okay. But in the beginning, and I told you this with poor minds, like, you know, you needed to know, you had to see it. Like, I had to cut myself off because a lot of those things really meant something to what I was thinking about myself, people that didn't know me you know and there's moments like like I said that aren't your bet you're not your best self you on poor Mm -hmm. minds there'll be -hmm. moments I may say things on horrible that I don't mean or misspeak um and yeah it's not a reflection of who I am but when you're sitting up and you're entertaining and you're talking for an hour it's like who knows what you might say I might be like fuck those kids and then I'm like oh no not those kids
1: yeah and also the (laughs) wheezy from three years ago it's not the wheezy from today the great part about podcasting and this is why I love it so much even though the growth the growth and also the evolution and people literally grow with you. They Dude, feel a part you, of you.
0: You cannot have said that better. Here, we can leave this on my mom. Hey, mom, I'm recording Brianda's show. Are recording me? Brianda, Brianda's show. Do you need me? I just needed you to send a second card to Zell to CJ. But you didn't tell me what kind of phone it was, mom. My mom it leans on me so much, oh, and it's, it's great but frustrating at the same time because I love doing these things for her. Obviously, my mom calling me for 75 bucks is not um, mm. a big thing, right? And, then, and, and even someone might be listening to be like, well, if you're taking care of your mom, why does she need $75? Oh, my mom does not know how to budget. This is how I have to take care of my mom. I, have to ha- I pay all of my mom's bills, and then I give her money. My mom gets paid on Mondays and Fridays. What's today? Monday. My mom gets paid today, right? So what does she do? She will spend all of it and be like, "Ah, I spent a little too much. Just give me a little extra to put it over the top." Wow. Oh, well, there's something else I need because I was waiting for the other day. But you know
1: what? She did that with
0: your dad.
1: <sighs> your mom's always been taken care of. For example, I know my mom will never. I'm just sending it to her, her right now while you're talking, huh? My mom, my mom doesn't have that in her body. My mom would first be broke before she I, ever too. asked me.
0: My mom has no shame. My yeah. mom went up to a boyfriend of mine because this is what she knows. It's 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 almost like, um. There is no shame because this is how she's lived her life. My mom went up to this guy who was eating me right apart. She's like, give me a 50. And he looked at me like, what the She's like, no, I'm going to go get us drinks, but I need 50. And it was like, no, please, no, nothing. And I was like, ma. And I had to remind her, like... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Gila, you ask him. (laughs) Your mom is so sweet Um, though. So my mom has no idea, but she's been asking me for years. I'm not kidding. She's like, Gila, my greatest pleasure would be going to Paris with you. I have such a dream. I want to go to Paris with you. I want to go to Paris with you. So I'm taking my mom to Paris for her 70th birthday in a few weeks. So cool. She's going to get it, the gift on Christmas. And every time she tells me what she's spending, I'm going to be like, stop we are going to france bitch oh <laughs> no she's gonna
1: love paris oh i know
0: <laughs> i got her first class
1: <sighs> wow it was a free upgrade though oh,
0: yeah. I, you get a certificate every year if i've you're... never been first class oh my god we gotta fly together Have... no i want to do it myself no i mean i get the free upgrades with my no but i want to earn it myself bitch shut up and lay
1: down on the bed <laughs> <laughs> that is like <laughs> i want to get my own first class ticket
0: I don't have to pay for it, Brianda. It's an upgrade that comes with my companion. Okay, well, how much would it cost and then I'd pay you? Yeah, you buy your ticket and you'll just get upgraded because we're together. Oh, okay. That feels better for me. Let me tell you something. What? That is the only thing. Like, I'll say things like, oh, did my life really change? Like, I maybe have nicer things or whatever, but that fucking experience, it's exactly what they say, man. Hey, Weezy. If you... Weezy. When you get booked for shit, Brianda... Weezy. What? And I'm your agent... <laughs> I'm putting it in there. First class. Thank we you. See,
1: I need you to put some... This I want Woe Vicky on the show. Woe Vicky? You know Woe Vicky? I know she loves Jesus now. No, she's been loving her. She's just starting to go viral because of it. She's always been about it.
0: Y'all see me out here looking cute. Dressed up for church to go see Jesus. Mrs. Put It On For Jesus. Call me Mrs. Put It On For Jesus. Be up. Yes. And you want to
1: talk about God. Jesus. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. How God changed
1: her life like The this. kids love her. That's why I want, I want to bring younger kids into Bible stories. But, um, I want, I want Shan, your friend Shan Boudram. Excellent. Uh, she's such a great speaker. I also, I couldn't, I disagree with her with almost everything. Really? Almost everything. Think of something right now. What? She is, uh, she advocates for people dating multiple people at the same time. I couldn't be f- further from the, now that's not for everybody. You got to be careful when you're saying that because that, that advice, if, she, if I would have heard that at 18 and I did that, would have
0: done way more damage to me. However, what devil's advocate here. Maybe devil isn't a word we say on the show. It is. It's real. <laughs> if you're dating one person in today's modern era... These people are not expecting what you're expecting. Our expectations for men are way too high. I want some fairy tale shit that not very many men can do. It's just the truth, right? There are. It's like what are they in a crab barrel? or Something. What's the term?
2: Crab in a crab boil? Whatever. You ask me. Oh it's no. Something. Don't go over <laughs> but there. Basically, it's just
0: very difficult, I think, to have this chivalrous person or someone that's looking for what you're looking for. So I think. Putting your eggs in one basket isn't necessarily the smartest thing to do, particularly because I think we are looking for something that existed a long time ago that. And everyone is talking about monogamy and and polyamory, and in this way that people are growing up with that as teenagers. I didn't grow up with that as a teenager. You know what I'm saying? I grew up with monogamy and dating one person. And oh, understood. So I think if you're not dating multiple people, you'll really get your heart broken because you're polyamorous. You're, no, I'm not poly. I'm non-monogamous, though. No, you used to be poly. Is that I ever? never use the term poly because poly means relationships with other people.
1: Okay, so... He can
0: fuck other people.
1: Your your boyfriend can have sex with other people. Yeah. And you can have sex with other people. But can. Can, can. But you guys are in a
0: relationship. Um, polyamory is having relationships. Plural. You're just non-monogamy. At one relationship, right? So one relationship and sex with other people is non-monogamy. Having multiple relationships is polyamory. Have I crossed that line? Sure.
1: Right. <laughs> How conducive do you think that is to motherhood, which I know that you want...
0: Um, I don't really know if I believed that it gets in the way of motherhood, particularly because I've done a really good job with understanding core at the core of like, I mean, I think you know this, particularly with Old Bay and I, like I talk about all the time what we want with money and, 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 um, uh, life goals. So you've done
1: a good job at communicating and understanding future plans. Yes. Copy.
0: Now, has he done some things that have pissed me off? Yes, but for what we want with for our life, absolutely. Like the sex doesn't really fuck anything up. You know what I mean? Like we want the same things. We want. We both want children. Now we have issues communicating and different things like that. But I don't necessarily think the um, non-monogamy made me uh, made it less likely to have children with him. I don't think that it can do that to anybody. I think if really? anything, That's non-mono- non-monogamy can expose um, some dishonesty. It can expose um, things you were unhappy with. But I do not think <laughs> it can mess up motherhood. I meet plenty of healthy couples
2: that have kids and still are sluts. Wow. If you think about it, though, you, when, like, even if your parents are in a monogamous relationship, sex is always out of the child's life. I'm pro-monogamy, like, you know, I'm a mon- monogamous um, relationship, but sex is always supposed to be, like, out of the children's life. So if the child is not going to see who you have sex with and who no- you don't, how is having sex with multiple people going to affect the children's it life? It will. I, I mean, where do I, how can I even begin working? How could I, there's so but, many but, holes but like but I could poke that's in that. the The child too, doesn't even see it. Lifestyle, lifestyle choices.
1: <laughs> Go ahead you're witnessing the short circuit (laughs) she's sweating of course the child is not in the room or a a part of that they may not even understand the complexities of sex first of all that depends on the child's age whatever have you but to say that the child will not be impacted by extramarital relationships or whatever is also not honest how is the child going to know Because they know their parents, and they know that when there's strife between parents, they can feel that. Strife. You're talking about
0: strife. That's something different. But what I'm saying And I agree with you there. That's why I said dishonesty will expose that. But strife, and and people that are not doing it correctly, if you are in a healthy non-monogamous relationship, nothing. It will affect nothing to do with motherhood. How would I know a difference? If your parents fuck every night... And they're healthy and excited about it. And your parents fuck every night. How many with women? The neighbor. You,
1: What's the difference? How many women do you know that are okay with being the side woman?
0: What is the side though?
1: Or, or okay, the person who doesn't have the children is the side, in my opinion.
2: For the, the one that doesn't have the relationship. The
1: relationship. There we go. The person oh, the that, doesn't, person doesn't, that have, doesn't have the relationship. I don't know too many women that are gun ho about doing that unless they're oblivious to it.
2: Um. But what? But what, what would that
0: have effect on the kids? Because we're talking about the parents. Having that relationship.
1: The extra, the uh, non-monogamous relationships. I'm convinced that when a parent, and I'm talking about children, not once you're older, do do whatever you got to do. I'm convinced that when parents, people, adults are involved in other relationships outside of the dynamic of the, the, where the child is, the parent of the child, whatever the, the main relationship is. And also with the child, I think that's a distraction. I think that could be time away from, from parenting.
0: I could I think see that. that. You know what I, I'm saying? I could see, um, you know, maybe it making you too busy. Now let me but tell you, I, I have an uncle. I do think a healthy polyamorous or a healthy non-monogamous can relationship. Can you say
1: something? Yeah. I have an uncle and I'm not going to say his name. I'm really sorry. Cousin, if you're listening to this, but I'm not saying names. Um, we found out that he had a you relationship. Yes. He and my uncle was a very well to do. He made a lot of money and he could afford it. He could afford to keep a secret family. So Dominican mouths fed.
2: So Dominican. I had a friend in Spain. Her, her dad was the same.
1: Yeah. It wasn't until it it wasn't until she was in her late twenties that she discovered that the girl, her, her half sister is also in her twenties. So he had was. The whole time he could afford it. And the wife had no idea. My aunt had no idea. So I know that there's a way that a man can be present, available, make sure that everyone's mouths are fed and be able to go to Disney World at the same time. If you go, if men can afford it, they can definitely do it. But guess what? Guess what happened now, though? Now it has completely impacted her relationship with her
0: father. She has obviously... Because her father was a liar. That's different, yeah. He was cheating. The problem with what's happening today is everybody expects to have non-monogamy. That is the larger issue, right? They expect you to be so open, down, and cool with sleeping with whoever. That's not everybody's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And so, if you... Uh-huh. You know, um, and only, only OG Puff Gang
1: Super Trip talk listeners will know this because I used to talk about it on Super Trip a lot. And I and Clara knows this as well. But I'm almost trying to have the opposing angle because we're on, the, on a podcast here and I'm trying to stir up conversation. But... I think my soul, like my internally, I am a non-monogamous as well, but I will never act on it. What? Never, ever act on it. Like, for example, I've said this before, and I'm trying to find the right words because so many, so much of myself is contradictory for people, for the everyday consumer, psychedelics, weed, and Christian. There, there's so many things that are disruptive to people's, uh, um, understanding of me. And I get it. I know what I'm signing up for and this is not going to help. I'm sure. But I always realized in relationships and maybe I was in the wrong ones too. You never know. But I always kind of never really cared if they flirted around me or I kind of
0: liked it. Or, like, I also like flirting. I would hate to feel like. ego. Pardon? When we enjoy somebody that we're dating, getting flirted with someone else, that's because, like, oh, I know he's hot. I had a friend of uh, mine. Yeah, a little bit of that. A little bit. It's nice to to have a desirable man. Oh, yeah. He said this to me, and he was so honest. And when he said it to me, I was like, bruh, I wasn't ready to hear him say this. Like, it really hurt to hear. But he's like. He's having problems with his partner and he goes, Weezy, I need to say something and I need you to just listen to me. He's like, sometimes I look at her and I wonder if she's pretty enough for me. And he's like, and when I'm with other women or friends and men look at them, why does that feel good? And I was like, that's ego. Because if you didn't have ego, you wouldn't care. It's the shallow
2: how thing. We all have ego. You think so though. Because I love to have girls be attracted to my man, but I would never want him to flirt back. Why?
0: What do you think that is? Because oh, I don't, I don't know, mind it. Like I've I don't, heard like, you like, say that you, too.
2: You don't want to be with the ugly person in the room that no one wants to look at. You know what I mean? Like you want, of course, like I understand every girl that's attracted to my man. Hey, I understand I'm attracted to him too. But, and I always tell him that like you could be walking on the street and have girls throwing their underwear at you. I wouldn't be mad. But if you grab that underwear and smell it,
1: now we have a problem. Uh, I, th- I don't even think either of you have really touched on it yet. Maybe you were about to. Um, for me, it's more of a. It's so natural to want to engage and connect with people, and I know my. I know what I what kind what I'm bringing. I can imagine what I'm kind of man that attracts, and I don't know him yet. I don't know who it is, but if my record of men is any indication to who I would be dating they're going to be someone who is a well spoken intelligent person relatively attractive i like to be attract i like attractive men uh who am i it almost feels like who am i to to have them feel impr not imprisoned it feels like almost like imprisoned to not what i'm saying not i don't want him to i don't want my man to sleep with someone else or whatever but to be able to to a playful flirt.
2: I never find I don't find it. You're anything saying wrong it's a that. natural thing. It's you, true. Yeah. I think but it's for you to
0: enjoy it a little bit is ego.
2: And I Maybe. don't see it as a natural thing. Like it doesn't come out naturally for me to flirt with anybody if I'm in a relationship. And Oh, it does for me. Oh, that's even worse. That's what I'm saying. Ah. Like it's just different nature and different people we're yeah. just different you like, listen, are very very different in that regard That's
0: what i'm
1: saying she's almost more christian than me it, what I'm
2: it almost doesn't make sense that's what i'm They're saying
1: oh my god i was walking
0: down the street with you she's more christian than when we were in hell's kitchen i was walking with her and her partner and this very very attractive i'm not even dragging it. oh
2: yeah i remember that <laughs> and i
0: was like and, and i don't know what she was looking at but she stopped talking or something i was like, oh you saw him too right and she said saw who and I said, Stop lying. You're just saying that because he's here. She was like, I really didn't see him. She really I was has, looking
2: at a girl that
1: was oh, passing she by yeah, on a wheelchair. she, eyes she, for
0: she doesn't him. even she has
1: blinders. We could be in anywhere. And I'll literally be like, uh, Oh, he's so hot. She's like, blinders. Oh, I didn't even notice. It's not uh,
2: blinders? She's like genuinely not interested. Like, I just That is not me. I listen, you're some good
0: sex, you must have.
2: That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. I that's got
0: to be good. Because if you can't even see, I mean, I can see. I see everything.
1: I was going to say, I'm not bisexual, but I, the way I check out women, well, it's like too. I'm bisexual. I check them out. I check out their fucking elbow, armpits, everything. I don't know why. But same with men. I just check out people. I, I don't know why. I like analyzing them. I love attractive. I love like
0: looking at beauty, especially in New York. There's me so too. many beautiful me people too,
2: here. Though. I like that. I, and then
0: sometimes for my ego, I need to tear beauty down a little bit but I'm like, eh, those aren't real. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I do that yeah. in LA a lot. <laughs> Something about New York beauty is a little bit different. And I'm only saying this because I'm back and forth so much, but um, I, I will say this. I am going to get liposuction. One, because the Lexapro made me gain weight. Oh, I it's know. really hard to lose it. And two, I I'm wondering if LA is an influence on that. Only because I am learning... Some of my favorite influencers or fitness girls I've met at parties, whatever, and I've learned that their bodies aren't real. And that alone has made me be like, word? Because I have an idea of what a fake body looks like. It's this build the bitch look, crazy butt. Claremont twins. Yeah, like the very Cardi overdone. V.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, when I tell you, I'm going to show you guys after, this girl's body looks so good. And I was like, bro, I was like, oh, we were out eating at a dinner. I was like, I can't believe you eating rice. We were at Tao. And she's laughing. She's like, girl, I eat whatever I want. And she's like, honestly, the fat deposit doesn't even work there anymore. (laughs) I said, the fat deposit? I said, said, do you take a pill? And she's like, I had a little lipo. And I'm looking at her, and this girl's maybe 125 pounds. I'm like, so why did... How'd you get the lipo? Why'd you do the lipo? And she's like, I've always been fit. And she is, to her point, arms, legs, whatever. She's like, but just, I couldn't get rid of this. And I just needed to suck it out. And if I know I'm working hard to get it somewhere, but like, I'm trying to kill myself, I'll just take it out. Like, that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. She was like, recovery was like three weeks. I was done. And I was, the next day, I was like, liposuction, <laughs> New York, skinny, liposuction. And I mean... LA has changed my mind a little bit and then I noticed friends do it friends that look very natural right like I would think getting your lips done is like as far as I could go but then I have a friend who's like what do a little Botox in the jawline and and then look at me looking at myself in this mirror right now it's gonna just sharpen you out Wheezy. and then here I am sitting there with her like huh. It would. Wow. Oh it fucked my head up.
1: I don't know when I'll get there but I think I will.
0: I hope you don't. I will. Yeah you will.
1: I think let's so. Be- I love beauty. No, I do. Let's talks together. Yes, let's do it. Let's <laughs> vlog it. I love beauty. I think that it's my, let's do, uh, of the five things, my top favorite things, like, I thought I was going to work in beauty, makeup, uh, journalism
0: was my first love, music, and I'm doing, like, beauty is involved in all of that. I mean, well, you definitely, I think it's super obvious, especially with the outfits, like. Makeup that you choose to do for yourself, like you take a long time, but you do it because this is the so product. important to you. Heck yeah! And I honestly, I've had to learn too and take away my own um, feelings towards that. Like I would get annoyed with girls that did that. I'd be like, oh, they're so extra. But, like, some women really believe it's an art. I think you're one of them. Like, you yeah. need to look a certain It ch-
1: makes me change the way I tell a story depending on my outfit or makeup. I think it's fun for me. I only want to do what's fun. Again, that's why I don't have a real job.
0: Mm-hmm. I also ho, think ho, it's... Ho, ho, ho. There
1: we go. Hey, now. But, like, I, I, it's intentional when I went... I hate to bring it back to Rory Mall, but when I went to Rory Mall, I got there early, and our boy, Edin, was there. Shout out to Edin. Instagram handle there. He was there. He does their engineering. And the second I got in... I already studied the scene. Clara and I were studying the set beforehand to see where, what would be best for me positioning wise, what uh, kind of highlighter on my face to wear, what, what to do to, make, to be the most uh, universally appealing. Yeah, maybe that. I would have more brand well,
0: deals if I felt like that, Brianda. I don't. That's something that's, you um, are really good at having that for yourself. Well, listen, when you, well, here's the thing. So I go out there, I'm like, I
1: sit down and I, and Edin has worked with me before, so he knows how I am in a room. The first thing I do is I, I see, I find my point people who can I talk to. That's not Rory and Maul or the producer be chummy with them. And the first person I see, Eden, Carl. He does their video. Hey Carl, mm-hmm. uh, is there any way I can move this mic stand? He was like, Oh, where? It was covering my face. I don't want to block my face. It's, it's something that I got, man. It's a moneymaker. Right. So we move the thing. I position the chair. Eddie comes out. He sees me moving shit and shifting shit, and I'm like, I know what to do, you know. And he goes, "Of course, here comes Diva Bree moving everything around." And I was like, "Don't you dare say that to people." I actually had to have a conversation with him after because these are people that don't know me. So when he said that, it was really cool for us, like for him to call me Diva. But in front of people that we don't know, they could it could be it would have a wrong a wrong um perception of me they don't know me enough hey christian babes in the faith are you tired of forgetting commandment numbers three four seven nine and ten anytime you rip shots of tequila are you tired of forgetting jesus at home because he doesn't fit into your club bag you whore you've had it with being a naughty sinner but wait Mm -hmm. there's a solution introducing the baby jesus hotline The latest, most effective tool for sinful behavior prevention. It's simple. Just place the tiny phone in your hoe bag or in between your bosoms before you leave the house. And don't you even think about putting baby Jesus on Do Not Disturb. The Microscopic Jesus Hotline will automatically play the sound of trumpets at 1,000 decibels to alert you that you are about to sin. Holy moly, that is loud. Baby Jesus. Salvation is just a phone call away. The whole time I was on that session, I kind of was still holding on to that comment that he made, like, oh Aww. my God, am I... Dim, am I but then I thought about it. No, I'm not going to let someone else's joke change my cloud my brain. That's how you know I'm not manic, because I'm in a very able, stable place. And uh, I thought, no, I just really care. That's, I care a lot. My intention is to put I out think good words. That's
2: what I was going to say. If people that are not like these, they don't understand it. So they mistake it with... Uh, being vain or being like a diva or whatever. You just have a very clear picture of the mm-hmm. final product that you want. Yeah. And you just come and design things to make that happen. I don't have that in me. I very... Like, I didn't even really think of what I was going to wear. Mm-hmm. You would have thought what you would have
0: worn on Horrible two days before. But course. that's the beauty of it, too. And it's not on purpose. It's not that I don't care about your we're, show. We're
2: different. No, 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 no. It's, we're that's different. That's the beauty of it, too. You are... That's, that's what makes you, in a a way, and that's what makes her, her, in a way. So it's like, it's the beauty of it, you know?
0: We're just different. What are the three things you think, or let's say two, (laughs) and I think all of us, like, when you're, or like, when you picture having money, like, what you want.
1: Love that. You know children that are raised with like exposed to all like the best cuisine or whatever are always my favorite. Oh. like seeing them like eat their little salmon and their whatever. Like I did we I didn't have that. I didn't have sushi till I moved to New York. There was a ton I told you about the tuna tartare story. Do you remember the tuna tartare? Oh my god, we, we should put a clip of Super Trip here.
0: I love octopus, I love a pate, pate maison. Sorry.
1: <laughs> you know, one time I was with an ex-boyfriend at some fucking restaurant and I saw the menu. I didn't know what the it was fancy. And I was like, "I'll have some t- tater tots," or he was like, "The tartar, bitch." The first time you were on Super TikTok, when you went out you with the guy, you were on there for a boot. No, yes, you were on there for bougie, bougie trip. Episode, yeah. Yes,
0: and that was before you. You made so much more money now. You're more rich now. I, I think like the bougie shit is t- crazy too because I've always had the taste. Oh, like somebody well. else was gonna pay for it. You know what's the most bougie <laughs> thing I've done lately? <laughs> what I went to Whole Foods and I was oh, making a shit. steak for this guy and I wanted to use truffle butter. And they always sell it at Whole Foods and they didn't have it. And I was like, are you guys fucking kidding me? You don't, <laughs> don't have, have truffle, truffle butter? <laughs> Ian has made me a lot of money. And I know a lot of people say this about him, but Ian changed my life. Like, for real. And I, I will say, uh, $10,000 is a lot of money to start with, right? But I will tell y'all, it turned into six figures. $10,000 which is a crazy amount of money when you think about it. And I know I'm talking in large margins here, but like it also took two and a half years to turn into $100,000, but it it happened. And and I'm going to tell you what else though. When you, and I pulled it from my 401k. When you... uh, What do you have a 401k
2: through? Black Effect?
0: No, I had it from when I worked at a cell phone and then just from my corporate career. And I just always kept it, never touched it. But um, when that happened... Uh, there were moments where I needed the money, and like I just needed a few thousand, and I was about to pull it. And I was like, "Should I sell this stock? Should I sell it, dude? The margins on my stock look crazy. I bought Tesla at two ninety eight. It's eleven hundred today, right? Like, which, which is crazy because considering the amount I have, or like, there's another stock, Moderna, sixty dollars. Red Panda, just here. Code oh, Bible. Yeah. Use Code Bible. I bought Moderna at like sixty nine or something. It's like three thirty something. Like shit that Ian was telling me. And it took time. And I remember calling Ian one day like, can you just tell me something like a penny stock so I don't have to spend $10,000? He's like, Wheezy. Like, this is a different play. Like, I'm not, if you want to do cheap shit, talk to somebody else. Mm. And he was Mm. right. And I had to really buy that slowly. First, I could only afford three Tesla. Then I got more and more. That really changed my life because once I started making money, now I have a strategy. And I wouldn't suggest this and I don't think Ian would either, but this is what I do. (laughs) So um, particularly this stock, um, what was it? Maybe it was Tesla. It got to like 1150 the other day. Recently, maybe a few months ago, sold it all. Kept, kept the capital gains. And I remember I had 40 stocks and then rebought when it went down. I keep doing this now. It's a lot of work. It's like day trading, but like now I'm taking my gains, I sell it, take my gains, sell it. And um, That has changed my life. Like I put alarms on my phone. I really commit time to doing that, and I do it because that's what's made it easy for me to just. Oh,
1: the second I can do that, I'm gonna fucking do that. Buy things,
0: and that's the thing too. I had to learn whatever rich people do, how to invest money to make money. Like that is a real freaking thing, Mm -hmm. and I'm really like grateful to him for teaching me that. You and I, a common
1: thing that we talk about, or it's uh, something that's in a lot of our conversations, especially now, uh, is depression. We, we something that we both were on Lexapro. I just got off it. Oh, bye, Lexi. But um, feel you on the weight gain, by the way. I get that that happened with me. I just became really lethargic and stuff. But mm-hmm. I ran past a tweet that Lil Duval said. Do you mind if I say it? Yeah. I, uh, wait, where? Let me find it. Let what the thousand dollars, twenty dollars thing? No. Um, It's okay. I have it right here. Uh, Here he said something, and this is not this is not how I feel towards you. It's the idea of what he's saying that made it, that made it pop. Lil Duval, uh, Clara, maybe if we put the tweet here. I hate hearing rich people that complain and always... This is not you, by the way. It's a com- the conversation I want. I hate hearing rich people complain and always act like they're going through shit or going through it, because I feel like life is simple, and it's even more simpler when you're not worried about your finances. So at the end of the day, what are you stressing over,
0: especially if you got your health? A lot of people may not like that comment, but let me explain When you're grieving through a death or a heartbreak, it is like, fuck, like I can never, there's nothing I can spend to get rid of that pain. I guess the point of the root of what I was going to say
1: was dealing with uh, depression sucks no matter who you, no matter what tax bracket you're in, but depression is a whole lot more comfy when you got money. Yeah. Depression and no money. Depression and no money is another kind of pain. And and like or not pain. It's
0: depression another kind and of no money is suffering. scary because it's like these are basic things we need: food, shelter. Um, what's the other one? I'm sorry. Is it food, shelter, something? Sex. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but when you feel like you can't pay your bills, you can't survive. Like you can't survive. That's depressing. Instagram, if bro. Being broke and having Instagram was the worst thing for me. Mm. I was like, damn, I want to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Oh, uh, Wheezy. It's the worst. No, I know. And like, I think also, I can't change what my life has become, right? Also, I have grew up privileged. Like, I grew up with nice things. Like, my parents Your lost first car
1: things. was a Jaguar.
0: Yeah, it was the oldest one. But like... My mom had my, my mom knew I was like I have to have this because that's what I grew up with. And when my parents lost all their money, um, I think actually that's what grew my hustle spirit. Yeah, when you lost it, when you don't For have sure. it anymore, it's like oh, I have to. Money security is so once important. Once you
1: have it and you see it and it's taken away from you, Oh,
0: that shit is hard.
1: Right? Because <laughs> once you've never had it, it's kind of tough. I've never had money, so I'm like, oh, I've had a good year. 2017
0: was good. And but experiencing like, nice things, right, like right, right. you get taste, but that really scared me. But, um, that's why you are the way you are. You're a hustler. Oh, I'm not. I can't like, I can't not have it. Right. Mm. But also, um, you know, I'm also not the person to like finish college. Like I've had to like figure out how to make different money. And I'm not saying like I've struggled in this way of, um, you know, like having nothing, nothing, but I will just tell you this. I've definitely had to borrow. I've definitely slept with someone for money. I've definitely um, done some things I'm not proud of for money. And granted, it made it easier to get it. But like that was what I did, whether it be like a crime or some shit to like. Crime? crime. To a crime, like selling something. Selling pussy is a crime. Mm. Holding weight is a crime, if anyone knows what that means. <laughs> like there's things that I would do because I'm like, I have to have it. So it's like any, I would do oh, anything. This is great for your memoir.
1: <laughs> what would be the title of your of your future? Uh, your like t- selling,
0: selling pussy to selling socks. <laughs> wow, I think we should end it on that note. Selling pussy <laughs> to, to selling, selling socks. socks. Actually, wait, I guess you don't want to. You sell. said socks. You want to trade? That's why when people are like, "Oh, you have an OnlyFans. What are your kids going to think of you? What are my kids? Let them look up Weezy WTF. Here's your mother talking about cream pies. Oh my god, oh, not Wheezy, Do you think about that Wheezy I don't care. Okay, there we go. Hey, and I'll tell you what, that cream pie led to that college. big ass house. Paid and, paid. It, and no matter what people can say about me, the things that I will attain and need and I don't give a fuck how superficial it sounds. These are things I've wanted as a kid that I always thought I would have to be with a man for. But I'll have them. Because I'm And also
2: you- there's a part of listen, this is what you do, yeah? You are defending normalizing this this sexual speech, like speaking about sex and normalizing things. Those are values you're gonna have to put into your children. So if I'm talking about this because it's not—it's not a taboo. It's something that it should be an open talk, and people should learn more about this type of shit. That's something you have to trespass onto your children. To, yeah. Like well, I think sex this, it's positivity. okay to talk about these things, and it's not—you you shouldn't be scared of talking about these. And, and like, I may be it's lucky okay because when
0: we all have children, it may be so woke then that. They'd be like, go, mom. You know what I mean? Like, I wish we'd that's sleep. What I'm I wish
1: we'd sleep a like, bit. I'm not gonna lie to you. We're too woke, but yeah, keep going. Because <coughs> hearing you I say this, think. I'm like, yeah, kids need to know about sex positivity, but do they need to know about cream pies? Now I've been on a handful of pods. I've done a number, I have I have a gut-sizable amount, almost a year in March, Feb for planning. February would be a year in planning for Bible. I've I'm starting to notice, and I don't know if I like it yet, I'm still trying to figure out what it is. I f- I'm starting to feel a little hacky when it comes to the Bible bit, because my Bible and my devotional practice and my faith is not something that is this gimmicky, hacky thing. Like I literally, this is like I literally live my life around this. I try to at least. When I go on shows and people ask me the same questions, or they'll they'll end everything with, "What's your favorite Bible verse?" Oh, give us your favorite Bible verse. I understand why people say it. I'm Bible Brianda. I get why, and I'm, this is what I'm starting. This is the
0: the 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 brand that I'm developing. It's important for people to know.
1: For sure. And that's why I actually that's why I talk about the end of Bible. A because I like I think we people work better and work harder when there's an end goal in, in mind as opposed to something indefinite. So I do want Bible stories with Brianda to end
0: eventually and turn and I, into
1: something else. Right. And I would like for my the listeners to wanna figure like be along, come along with for the ride. And that's it may a, just be conversations like this. Right, right. So my question for you is. Does the sex ever get gimmicky, hacky? And and the way that I was feeling that is, it is my case for me. Like the
0: whole Bible bit. Oh, is this a Bible? Like, you know? Nah. I'll tell you why. There may be a point where it did, but I learned it. I learned that. And this is another interesting thing too, which, and maybe Mandy and I should dive into that episode (laughs) and some of the things she said, because so many of them bothered me. Because I believe they're one hundred percent untrue. Did you watch New Jumper? Um, I I had a very hard time listening to that, but my phone was blowing up. Okay, I didn't text you because I knew people already handling it, but okay. Um, I thought the worst thing was like you know when you have a coworker you don't want to speak to it's like that. I was like God damn, (laughs) like but okay. Um, one of the things uh, you and her want to talk about. I'm sorry, we were saying something about gimmicky Haki. Oh, she said it was so niche. We can only talk about sex. And then um, I remember venting about it to someone else. Whatever, it was Maul. And he was like <laughs> he was like, that's crazy, because our episode had all everything. Um great episode, by and, the way. This one. And I only, you know, would call another podcaster, or another friend in business, because genuinely don't know how to have those conversations. Um, I tried to have a conversation with her about it, but she was too busy. And I didn't want to have it on Zoom. And that was Mm -hmm. all her availability was for So it it really... Are you
1: okay with this coming out? Yeah. Oh, excellent. I mean, I I think
0: it's very clear that, you know, if she's okay saying those things, I should be okay to be able to talk about those otherwise. And since she doesn't have time to talk, like, you know, maybe she'll see it it too. I
1: think, Weezy, I won't say
0: anything, but... And that's all I'll say. Lord, remove it. Thank you. Um, but Horrible Decisions to me is not just sex. It's just not in the way that um, we promote it and once thought it was. It gets a lot deeper and a lot more about, I wouldn't even say womanhood, sexuality, life, relationships. Like, it, And I can say that because the journey that I've been on with depression um Has been an interesting one. And there's so much we've learned about Mandy with her life and things she's went through and entrepreneurship and hardship or her family that I realized, like, if the listener knows that much about us, this isn't just about sex anymore. It's not just a catch up in the beginning. Mm -hmm. This is genuinely like um, tales of womanhood. Mm -hmm. that is why I don't think horrible decisions is necessarily one dimensional and that it will evolve and could evolve. I I find that I'm,
1: I'm thinking of it as gimmicky hacky because I'm just stepping into the arena. You've been in the arena for a little bit longer. You've started to develop this really kind of cool and admirable way. I'm watching you speak about it. I'm like analyzing every single part of you because I want to one day get there where I can synthesize my feelings towards the product and not have it affect me in such a visceral way. That takes skill. That takes experience. And,
0: and honestly, when it when it comes to like even talking about that moment or me being upset, abs- you know, you mentioned No Jumper and there was another podcast or whatever, like there's a real moment. And that's when the phone calls to friends happen. Like what do I do? I have to be in L.A. and perform on stage with this person. That's when I had to learn that like there's nothing I can change. I can only be the person I am. You know what I mean? I can only... Um, try to grow from this it's not the first time it won't be the last time that I may feel this way but um, just focusing on the business and the brand and still being able to grow the product no matter how I'm feeling Mm. is the most important thing because my feelings through immaturity were fuck her I'm done with horrible decisions I'm out today it's like in that moment fuck her But also, I can't really live in that feeling because I have a job to do. So I don't feel that same way like I can show up and see my co-host and not care about her day. When I sit down, I'm interested because that's my job. Years ago, again, I probably would have said, fuck her, fuck this product, fuck horrible decisions. Because I used to say in therapy, and I remember one of the things we argued about was I was like, I don't need this shit. I don't need this shit. I'm done. And I don't need this shit. Right? Right? Fuck Kenya. Love sorry, not fuck Kenya. Hey, now, hey, More hey, like hey, fuck hey. my new job being something to need. I'm gonna make money anyway. Cause God has a plan for you. I'm sorry, I have to bring it back. back But listen, listen,
1: Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know the Lord has a plan for every single one of us. It's already written. I've said it before in the pod. I'll say it again. It's like if life was a YouTube video, the Lord has already seen it from start to finish. Mm. How like He already knows? There's a plan. It's already. It already has your name on it's etched already.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. And that, I think, whether I felt like it was God or not, that was why I would say those things because I know I don't need this to be who I'll be. say that. However, I do need and love and love doing horrible decisions. And so in, in turn with that, like, I can't be like, fuck this person. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not conducive to me doing my job.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's not conducive to me telling you to listen to the show. Like, no matter how I could feel, the things that I could say on a phone call, you know, privately to someone else isn't necessarily the things I could say on a podcast. So, you know, I always try to approach those things with love. And even if I haven't before, and actually Mandy taught me that because how dare I have a show with you and really let these people laugh about you in a room. And Mandy taught me that lesson that I honor today, which is really why Um, I've done my best to make sure that I speak the best about her that I can. Even when I acknowledge that we aren't friends, because I don't think that's a terrible thing to say. Um, I just know that my relationship with her and her relationship to the show and each other is something that is worth being gracious about in public. And um, she taught me that. Mm. So over the years, I feel like I've become a better person from learning that lesson and understanding because i made a lot of mistakes as a friend you know and a business partner but like I've now learned just frankly how to have some couth and in what we do and that there's a place for everything so again it's not gonna be the first time it happens and or the last like it it wasn't the first but can I tell you something
1: you're gonna kill me hi tangy but you've said couth now twice in the episode but because of your overbite it sounds like you're saying couth Cool. <laughs> no, I thought you meant like a coup. There's something there's like else. Battle. That, there's something
0: else that I I say. It's I actually like, love I love your I have teeth. I'm a little bit of a Charlemagne lisp. Sometimes he says He shit. has a Lisp for sure. My teeth get in the way.
1: What's your what's yours? Your resolution for 2022.
0: It's a goal more than a resolution. Goal. I want to own a home or open a beauty supply store. Open a beauty supply store. They require the same amount of money. I've looked it up. Uh, there's no beauty supply store in the Lower East Side. That's Big enough. There's a small one on Clinton. No shade to them. They sell. They don't really sell hair. Like, I just have to go so far to get my hair done, and I'm fucking sickly. I'm sickly. Mm. I have to like Dude, not was get that my hair an done.
1: Asian thing. Well, sickly.
0: Oh no, that's that's uh, the city girls, young Miami. She was like, you keep wearing that fucking bag, and I'm sickly.
1: Oh yeah, her accent. Her <laughs> accent
0: is crazy. Me and Penny st- talk like that and I was like, Grah, yeah. Grah. Anyway, I that Yeah, Anyway, I'm sickly. But... <laughs> Uh, no, no, not to get my hair done. Go to the beauty supply store. And then there's like the garment district in the 30s. They're to go to th- 35th Street to get some hair. And it's not even good here. But then I got to go to downtown Brooklyn. I don't feel like getting on the train. You want to do it. You want to make, make the change. There's a bunch of girls that need this shit that are in downtown Manhattan. And we keep acting like black people don't exist here. And they do. Hello. Well, Latinos are like the original freaking Lower East Siders. Sure. So I just feel like I need to open this beauty supply store. And I have some little things that I want to do within it that I, I think are innovative. Oh my god! I would want. Please, you- I will literally work there part time. Hell yeah!
1: Love you, baby. We gotta wind down. We have. We gotta wind Love down. I'm sorry, that was a terrible yeah. exit. But we do have
0: to go. No selling pussy and selling stocks. Boom.
1: Selling that. Selling pussy and selling stocks. Thank you so much for coming on. I oh. never know how to end these things. By the way, I'm still learning. If you no. guys have any ideas, let me walk away so you can call God. No! 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 Stay! Stay! Oh, stay! Yeah. We don't. He'll call later. Um, bye guys thank you for coming Uh Merry Christmas uh, Feliz Navidad Happy Kwanzaa Happy Kwanzaa eh, de todo what's the other ones you say uh,
0: and a happy <laughs>
1: new, new year,
0: year. bye <laughs>